0: Guys, welcome to episode 37 of Get Your Buzz On. My name is Victoria Han and I am with
1: Nick special guest.
0: I'm sorry, what's your name? Nick Riley. Nick Riley and owner of
1: El Paso Water Softeners.
0: And you do a bunch of different things too, so.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. So it's perfect. So, I didn't know that was going to pop out so easily. So, how are you feeling after Last night.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Day after election.
1: hungover, right?
0: Well, like I was, telling you, I was just like, I'm just so tired. I'm like, I just want to know who's going to be the president. What's going on? Like. Yeah.
1: So we can stop drinking.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm just like, come on now. I'm ready to get it on board. But I mean, it's just been an exhausting. I just think this year has been really exhausting for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it has. I won't ask you who you voted for, though. <laughs> I won't I'm like do
0: that. Well, we can go back and forth <laughs> but yeah. I'm like we we have pretty similar views on that. Cheers. Cheers. So how's your business and everything been during this process? And explain what your business is.
1: So, it's El Paso Water Softener, so you would assume that we sell water, water softener, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I thought.
1: Um, but no, so we we originally started off just selling clean water. Mhm. And what we've done is about two years ago, we decided to, to diversify a little bit and wanted to get into air purification. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I grew up with asthma. Uh, my kids have real bad allergies. Mm-hmm. We started just looking at some of the stats and how you could clean the air inside the home, and how it affects kids, um, and come to find out that El Paso has some of the worst air quality in the nation. Um, so we decided to diversify. I found a couple manufacturers Um, We went with what we thought was the best technology, um, and now we sell clean air. So when you encompass the two of them, you have clean water and clean air. Um, It's a healthy home concept that came from the hospitality side and uh, hotels. Uh, We do pure wellness homes. Okay. So it's essentially making your house, the two things you consume inside your home, air and water outside the food that you eat. Yeah, And uh, we're controlling that and making that as healthy as we can for homeowners.
0: Well, especially um, right now with COVID going on, mm-hmm. how does that help those units help your home? With, well, like, the air? COVID
1: really is just, it's a particle size. Uh-huh. So when you size it out, uh, COVID is a .005 micron in size. And the technology, the air technology that we have um, can disinfect up to a .007 micron. So the air technology we have which no one would have known this two years ago. It's just yeah. more about allergies and asthma and some of the, the things that we combat inside the home. But in having that technology when COVID hit, um, it's just one of those, I think we were kind of lucky. It's kind of happened yeah. for the right reasons, right? Like some divine intervention. Yeah. Um, but we have the technology to help, to help fight that. So what we've been doing, especially during COVID, has really hit um, social media real hard and showing people what we're doing
2: mm-hmm. and
1: how they can essentially just make their homes healthier. Because at the end of the day, your house is airtight, right? We all know Energy Star rated. Yeah. No one buys a house now that's not told it's not Energy Star rated. Yeah. So what happens is these houses are airtight. Well, nothing gets out. That's so if true. nothing gets out and you're sneezing, coughing, viruses, bags from inside, contactless delivery or whatever, but you got all these viruses and odors floating through the air system, and you're going to breathe that in at some point. So yeah. if we can put an air cleaner inside a house and disinfect all that, at least you know you're consuming clean air.
0: That's a good point. I never thought mm. about that because, like you said, everything's sealed in. And then my kids, I have two kids, and they're virus monkeys. They <laughs> bring in everything. Kids are like, are like <laughs> the dirtiest <laughs> creatures on earth, I right? I know. That's what I tell people. I'm like, it's COVID is dormant in my children uh-huh. because I swear they bring in everything.
1: Well, because, because our spaces are built so tight that yeah. the quality of the air inside is in some cases fifty times worse indoors than it is outside. Oh my
0: gosh, I didn't think
1: and then now everyone's at home, right? Stay at home orders, no one kids aren't going to school. So now we're just all inside this house and it gets stuffy. Yeah. Right? Cabin fever. It's not cabin fever, you just have all these organisms and volatile organic compounds and stuff from cleaning and people are like ultra cleaning, right? Yeah. So you're cleaning everything with all this Lysol, well at a certain temperature humidity all those organic compounds release into the air and then you're consuming all that so you're more inclined to get sick being at home you would be if you're outside or right depending on the air quality outdoors
0: well that's what they were saying when they first did the stay at home order Mm -hmm. that everyone was staying at home and then people were getting more sick being home Mm -hmm. and that they needed vitamin D and they needed to be outside so it was like I mean. Uh, It contradicts itself, too, because it was like, okay, so you want us to stay home, but now you want us to be outside because of that.
1: It becomes scary, right? Like, you don't know what to believe. Um, So, yeah, so we went from just selling uh, or helping people get clean water to helping people get clean air, or in most cases, both.
0: And how much, like... Are like those units to put in the house, and how many would you recommend?
1: Well, we have portables, so in case we can't get into the ductwork, which in some cases, some of these air handlers are kind of harder to to get access to or the furnace closet's real small. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we can't get an inline unit into your HVAC system, then we have portables. The inline units roughly will clean about 3,000 square feet worth of space. A portable unit like the one I have in in the office here that you see, that one will clean about 1,500 square feet. Huh. And then we have compact units where these little white ones really neat and slick, and you would essentially put those in like an office and that'll clean about seven hundred fifty square uh square feet
0: and what are the like if someone's like that's gonna be really expensive, I can't afford it or what what do you
1: well no um. i don't I don't think that they're too expensive i mean but it's just like anything it's it's an air cleaner they're, they're gonna run you a few hundred dollars yeah um but in terms of the expense i mean i think right now it's during that time where it's like you yeah know, is it what's more important cleaning the air are you breathing healthy air mm-hmm. or saving a few dollars so i guess it's just it's up to the consumer but i don't think that they break the bank they're priced pretty fairly mm-hmm. um i know there's a number of different products that you can get but it just uh just preference i guess
0: yeah well and i think too like you're educating people for me for example if i got covid being out two weeks would just be Horrible, just because of work and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So you bring up a good point too. It just depends on how much.
1: Well, yeah, that and then it's like you want to. Pre- it's kind of like you uh, you prepare for the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone gets sick in your house, what's that going to do to you in terms of not being able to go to work or yeah. hospital bills or so forth? Um, I think the biggest thing and what where air pairs really well with water. Is when you do have clean water, the premise behind having clean water is that it saves you money. Mm-hmm. So what we've been able to do is when you encapsulate the two. If you think about it, if we can save you money on the water side, it helps you pay for the air side. Yeah. So essentially, you can get clean air and clean water, and if you do it with the water, the water's getting clean water is going to help you be able to pay, pay for getting clean air.
0: And with like the water now, with the water, what's that? What's that? People don't know about your guys's water system and how. Um, because, like, I just have regular tap water, and I use a Brita filter.
1: Well, the biggest difference between a wheat cell and anything else that you'll find on the market is, and everyone will tell you, like, this is a 10-stage, 2-stage, 12-stage. Yeah. just gets down to whatever. They're all pretty much built the same in terms of what it can do in cleaning and softening the water.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's not a whole lot you can do there to soften the water. But the difference that you get is in the technology and the valve. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the best way for me to put this in layman's terms is if you had a choice to buy a car and one got a hundred miles a gallon or one got 10 miles per gallon, which car are you going to go with?
0: The hundred for sure.
1: Cause it's going to save you money down the line. Yeah. right? Yeah. So the product that we sell, although the price might not be as, as cheap as some of the stuff you might find like at Home Depot or
2: yeah. um,
1: maybe through some other companies, but ours is meant to last long and it's more of a an eco-friendly thing in terms of cost down the line
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um so it doesn't use as much water to regenerate um and you're not going through or burning through tons of salt to help regenerate your system Mm -hmm. um so it's just a really eco-friendly um machine and that's really comes down to the biggest difference or some air cleaners you get a an air cleaner like like the one that we have here and maybe it's rated for a thousand square feet but then you have to change the filter every three months
0: that's the one i have at my house Mm -hmm. it's like you have and the I mean, they're nasty, though. And what when you change the do, filter, it's, oh.
1: it's
2: gross, right? It's
0: so nasty. That's what I tell people. I'm like, if you don't have an air filter, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, use yours. But you have to, people have to have an air filter. Well, it's disgusting. The worst,
1: but the worst thing is people think they have air filters because they have, like, the little pleated filters and the returns, right?
0: Yeah, and that doesn't do anything either.
1: Well, even then, it does a little bit, but then most people don't even change them. So then you don't change them and then your your unit gets backed up and then your ac goes out and it's just a mess yeah so the one that we sell you don't have to change but every two years and then every two years someone from my office calls you and says hey look your filter it's time to, to change so we're definitely handling the service on that yeah um so it protects your unit and you don't have to change filters all the time that
2: makes sense yeah
1: so the biggest difference really just becomes how efficient the machines are. Mm-hmm. Not having to change the filters every three months. Uh, with our water softeners and water purification units, you're not having to burn through tons of salt and so forth. And that's, burning through salt doesn't seem like bad, with 40 pound bags or $6 a bag, if you're doing that once a month, yeah. twice a month, because your system's not efficient, it ends up becoming more of a headache than anything that helps you.
0: Yeah. Well and that what what do people not know? Like what it helps. What does it help when you do use the water softener? Um,
1: what's the best way for me to put this? <laughs> Black Friday shopping, right? Yeah. How do people act during Black Friday shopping? Crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Because they're getting a discount, right? What's yeah. the discount you get on Black Friday? Like what's the biggest discounts you've seen?
0: Mm, like half off, forty percent off.
1: Okay, you shop at Costco? Yeah. What if Costco had an 80% off all household cleaners and all everything in Costco? What do you think the line would look like? Crazy. And they marketed it. Yeah. Crazy, right? What they should do is just do that and put a bunch of water softeners inside. Because so what happens is when you buy a water softener, you're going to use 80% less of all your household cleaners. Hmm. How many household cleaners do you have in your house?
0: Oh, I have a ton. You walk so in, we, in and it smells like bleach.
1: So if we put them all on the table, it'll cover the whole table, right? Yeah so imagine that for every single product that you bought from now through the rest of your life you got 80 percent off on all those products would it save you a little bit of money or a lot of money a lot when you have clean water that's what it does for you whether it be my company anybody else's company having soft water Mm -hmm. it saves you on all your household cleaners like on everything like even from like a like your toothbrush you know like the commercials like the toothpaste is like real yeah like, like a cool little like nike sign on it Mm -hmm. or whatever if you have clean water you can literally put like a tiny drop on your toothbrush and it's like you're like Cujo. (laughs) really
2: it's just like "Uh oh i'm like i didn't know that
1: so you just you'll end up using 90 percent less on all your soaps so when you have clean water it's like having it's like it's like you own costco you get everything at cost
0: i love it or cheap well and then does it help your skin i did hear it helps your skin a lot like in the shower and everything oh yeah for sure well especially
1: if you have especially if you have a newborn right so Mm -hmm. One of the girls that works in our office, Brandy, she just had a baby. And it's really important to have clean water because what happens is the hard water, right? Babies, they develop, they mm-hmm. sleep, eat, right? And they're developing at a really fast rate when they're, when they're young. Well, When you have a newborn, you're developing a layer on your skin that helps protect from harmful chemicals and so forth. It's part of the development stage. Well, when you're bathing babies in hard water, yeah. it doesn't allow that barrier to grow and then you're more inclined to have skin issues later on in life cool. so some of us right like i grew up we didn't have water softener so yeah. like, oh i'm screwed my skin's gonna right i'm going have yeah. eczema forever whatever right yeah um but if you can control that and you know that you know how it is we do everything for our kids i know everything everything. Everything. <laughs> everything i'm like everything yeah everything um so yeah it is very you know your skin's softer your hair is better um, you know, for women, if you color your hair, yeah, right. It's, I know that's not cheap. I know cause I pay for my wife to get her <laughs> hair color. like, what? How much? But if I don't have to pay for that, but every six months instead of three, cause she's showering in clean water. Yeah. Right. it's Saving me money. And then her hair looks better longer. It's perfect.
0: Well, I think for me too, my hair starts turning orange cause of the brass from the water.
1: It could be a number of things. I, I mean, who knows? We have, you should see the list of all the stuff that's in the water really and then of course like anything else right well it's under a certain limit oh come on get mm-hmm. out of here it's under a certain limit but it's in the water still and i mean the city does a good job at you know the the cleaning plants and and getting the water to your house so you can shower and bathe and so forth but at the end of the day as consumers we want to put that in our own hands yeah you know we don't want to rely on someone else and hope that they're cleaning the water or Or so forth so if we can control that on our own and we have affordable options to do that um, it's like a win-win for everybody
0: and what made you want to get in this business
1: Um, I got into water at the end of my used to be like a personal trainer way back in the day Uh and uh, my ex-wife one of her friends um, her older brother owned a water company in San Antonio so you know, he was always talking to me. He was actually one of my clients. He was training. him and he was always telling me, hey, bro, you should come work. And, you know, we're getting, you know, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to sell clean water. That sounds horrible. I'm a trainer. Like, this mm-hmm. is the coolest job ever, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I think it just turns into, like, you can grow up a little bit and you realize that, you know, it's time to maybe move on. So I got involved with him. And and then uh, one time coming back home, right, when I was in college, coming back home to see my parents for Thanksgiving, it was, I was like, I'm going to take my water kit. <laughs> And I went home, and I'm like, Mom, oh my God, look at this water. And then, and then that, the right, and the wheel started turning. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. And I went to the far east. It was early far east, like yeah. barely off of the uh, IAS there like- or whatever, right? So I go out there and I knocked a whole block. I just mm-hmm. knocked on the door. And carried a little chart and like, do you have a water softener? No. Yo. And I knocked like 50 houses before I could find one person with a water softener. Huh. I was like, hmm. And I'm like, I'm from El Paso. So I started thinking, like, you know what, I'm going to open up my own water company and help all my fellow El Pasoans get clean water.
0: Yeah, for sure. Where'd you go to college?
1: Uh, UTSA. Okay. Yeah. I was actually thinking about getting in the building. I was, uh, I majored in architecture and that was like, I mean, that was all right. I've always been kind of like creative and so forth. but. I'm too outgoing to sit there and draw like <laughs> eight million lines You're like, on a no, board. Not like, at all. hey, when can we do CAD? What? What is this? Are the pencils?
0: You're like, no, no, yeah. I'm good.
1: So yeah, I did that for a while, and it was just like, man, it just wasn't me. And I remember dropping out of school. I'm like, told my dad, I'm like, I'm done with this, man. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go personal training. He's like, what? <laughs> You're gonna do what? A personal trainer? You're an idiot. He was so. I remember he was so mad, so mad. You know, I probably would be too if I was in his shoes. You know. So I, so I, I got out of architecture school. I got into personal training. I did that for 10 years, uh, bought my first home in San Antonio, all that. And then I just, yeah, I, I, I went for a career change at some point and then it just kind of all worked out.
0: Yeah. And what was, was something that the personal training taught you now in business?
1: Well, it really has, it really has structured how I, how we run this business. Um, and it's, a. Uh, People say that I'm in sales, but it's not sales. We're in yeah. ser- we're in service-based sales. So the health club that I worked at, let's say, let um, will give you an example. I would sell anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month in personal training, mm-hmm. but I didn't make ten or fifteen thousand dollars a month in training, right? Yeah. the gym gives you your cut, but what the gym would do is, you would sell, and let's say I sold you thirty sessions. Yeah. Now I would sell you your thirty sessions. You pay the gym, and now you have thirty sessions, and the gym would pay me every a certain dollar amount for every 30 sessions so if my service wasn't good enough to keep you in through those 30 sessions i wouldn't make my cut on yeah, that deal because they would
0: be like well we're not getting paid You're not so either. i had
1: to show up i had to high energy right i had to be there i had to be involved and, and keep you motivated and if not then the gym just ate all the money it's probably good for them mm-hmm. so when i opened up this company it became very much that to where it wasn't necessarily just us being able to sell a product but how we could service it yeah and how we could sell it and continue to service it and make sure that people knew that although you're buying a product we're going to be out here every three months to make sure the equipment works mm-hmm. um, and anyone who tells you that manufacturers have a lifetime warranty on their products are lying <laughs> so what we've done is we've created a lifetime warranty through us that goes through a service plan. So what we do is if I can go out and service every three months, I can catch stuff that normally is going to make something go bad. Yeah. And we're just we're just very service based. Yeah. Um, and being a trainer really taught me that having to get up at five in the morning, having to to do that, you you don't over promise and under deliver, and if you do it, it doesn't work out for you very long. No, not I've at seen all. a lot of salespeople come and go uh, in their respective sales worlds. Uh, because of that yeah and here we we really do preach that um not to overpromise and underdeliver.
0: so how so when you were personal training what got you into that business was it your health or
1: um well i, was, I mean i i dropped out of architecture school like mm-hmm. this wasn't for me um and that's actually a really funny story insurance right um jaime luna is an insurance agent for state farm out of san antonio and he's actually one of the top state farm agents in the country i mean mm-hmm. he, this guy's is awesome and uh i was living with him and my older brother at the time and um my, other, my older brother was deployed at the time i think he was in afghanistan so it was just me and haim at this house and i dropped out of architecture school and i went on like a like a two-month bender yeah like i was drinking every night i think i ran up every credit card i had it was just like <laughs> Right, I dropped out on just, I was a stupid yeah. young kid, just whatever. Fuck it,
0: you're like whatever.
1: So one morning I remember Jaime coming in the house and I was still asleep and it was like noon and he had came in and he's like, What are you
0: doing, man? Are
1: you are you fucking kidding me? It's the middle of the night. Yeah. You need to get up and or not the middle of the night, but it's like it's middle of the day, I'm sorry. You need to get up, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, Bro, get get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, get out of here, bro, leave me alone and he came back and he and he dumped a bucket of water on my face. And I'll never forget this. Actually <laughs> look at look at my linkedin and it's a linkedin story i have
2: oh my God.
1: and uh he dumps a bucket of water on my face. i've known him my whole life he grew up with my older brother and i got up and i was mad like I, we we're gonna fight right like i was mad and he got in my face and he was mad almost to where he was about to cry and he's like dude you're way too talented for this this is bullshit you need to get your act together and he really kind of just just snapped, snapped some life you. into me and i got up i went i worked out you know whatever and i came back home when i came back home he'd thrown a folder on the table and he said, you're going to go apply tomorrow. The only thing I've seen you do this last two months is you still go and work out every day. He's like, so I talked to the fitness manager. I got you a job. You fucking show up tomorrow. You got a job. The compensation plan's good. They had a 401k, the whole nine. And that's the job I started working where I bought my first home. That's and I worked there for, yeah, like eight years. I was like a professional trainer. And I got every certification you can imagine. Just built what I thought I could build myself into. Yeah. Um,
0: and that's a true friend. Yeah. That's like yeah. out for your best. Those interests. are the real ones. Yeah. The, the real they're ones. like, wake up, let's go.
1: Yeah. And he just kind of snapped me out of it. And I got in the training and then my mindset was there. And I was the first guy in the gym in the morning, the last guy there at night. And
2: yeah, I
1: did really well. I was like one of the, one of the head trainers at my my health club. And um, yeah, I did. I did. Training was, was definitely a fun time in my twenties.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sure that yeah. was the perfect job. What's the biggest misconception that people have about being a personal trainer?
1: Um, well, I think the biggest thing you see, at least from what I see is that not everyone's a personal trainer. I mean, you might work out and can yeah. get some good advice, but it doesn't mean you're a personal trainer.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I know I spent a lot of money getting certifications and really learning how to be able to train people who maybe had like um, maybe like severe weight issues. I've mm-hmm. dealt with people like that. Um, my, my dentist to this day, um, she still, she, she was at her house last year for Thanksgiving. And when I started training her, she was one of the very first clients I ever had. Um, her husband had just passed away. He was on his way home. He had a heart attack in the car, car flip, oh and he died on scene. And she was in the club in the health club. She was there two weeks later. And they walked me up to the office. They were, they were called uh, uh, TOS turnovers. So sales rep gets her signed, gets gets her signed up. They called trainer. I walked in, and there she was, and she was like, out of shape. She had yeah. Full gray hair. She she looked she looked she looked bad. Yeah. And uh, her thing was that her husband used to all, he worked out all the time. Yeah. And he used to always tell her, you need to work out, you need to take care of yourself. And she's like, I owe it to him. And she was it was bad. So we start training and uh she would do a couple squats with the ball on her back like real easy stuff and then she would start crying and then we would just walk around the gym for a few minutes and she was ready we'd do a couple more walk around the gym and i trained her for i don't know seven or eight years and you should see her now she's like full of life really full of life
0: That's crazy. smile
1: from ear to ear she comes over she's still her dental practice is doing good she does um dental stuff for um for the army where she goes and it's like her and three other dentists doing like 500 soldiers in one weekend wow she's just full of life
0: so you just built that relationship with her
1: yeah so but so there's some of that right there's the salesmanship and building relationships Mm -hmm. and rapport and so forth you know but as a trainer it always it 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 was that like knowing how to take a special population Mm -hmm. and and you're responsible enough to like where i can train her and not and everyone's it wasn't, the same. Yeah, and it wasn't like, oh, well, I've done a bodybuilding show or I'm, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, like, super lean. Like, how, that would that would have never helped her. Yeah. Um, so I think the misconception I've seen even now at the gyms now, you see a lot of people who call themselves trainers, but it's like, dude, just because you work out doesn't mean you're a trainer. Yeah. Like, how do you handle – I had a guy that I trained that had a, um, cerebral palsy. Oh. And he was almost like, like, right, he was just his, his – I, I don't even know how to explain it appropriately, but – um, it was hard for him to get around. Yeah. And it was a challenge to train him. And yeah. it was really me going back through the books and making sure that what we were doing was right and appropriate. Yeah. And I don't really think you get a lot, whole lot of that. I think that's a misconception with training. is like, oh, oh, you have a sweet body. You should be a trainer. It's like, well, no, Just go read a
2: book. Yeah. Learn well, and each one's to... different because
0: mm-hmm. you have women and hormones. Like, mm-hmm. that. that's my biggest thing with, like, not to be mean on men, uh, but... That you guys can just eat clean for a week and lose ten pounds, and me, yeah. I I might maybe lose like half a pound.
1: No, definitely I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I having testosterone does make it uh, extremely easier to gain, lose weight, or whatever fitness-wise to get in the shape or or not. Um, I, so there is some of that. I'll give you that. I've idea. had
0: dreams of like stabbing my husband every time like we start like eating right give and me your like testosterone. Did, yeah, no, he's just like. Oh, I've lost 10 pounds this week. And I'm like, the twitch starts. And I'm like, how much weight have you lost? And then I go on and I'm like, half, he's like, well, it's just because you don't need to lose that much. And I'm like, it's, I'm just like, I haven't been drinking. I haven't been oh eating. My like gosh. It's like, I've just myself of everything yeah. and then to get that result. Oh, yeah. It's like,
2: yeah. well,
1: maybe you just need a really good trainer. I don't know. I got well, like a I'm, real trainer. And,
0: I, and you know what, though? I, I, I. I hate working out. <laughs> like, I'm so bad at no, that. No,
1: but there's nothing wrong with that because you can't out-train a bad diet anyways. Yeah. So if you could just eat eat good. Yeah. Eating good is like
0: 80% of it. And I can eat good. That's easy for me. It's the alcohol. <laughs>
1: I know. Me too. me <laughs> too. I'm like, I can too. do
0: vodka. I can do... And I can eat fine. Like, yeah. I, I can be without certain things, but alcohol but I'm like mom needs a break
1: I'm a champagne guy so I love champagne yeah I like margaritas I'm like I I drink like a woman for sure (laughs) it's gotta be sweet like if it's sweet sweet, bubbly or frozen and delicious oh I'm all for it
0: so that's why you were like I'll be on the podcast with the champagne
1: yeah for sure I'm like champagne let's do it I'm all for it
0: yeah and I even like I got my hormones tested too Mm -hmm. and they were completely out of whack but it's just like it's just unfair for a woman man
1: no it is and then y'all are the ones who have to carry carry our children right like it's tough yeah it's well tough how, how many kids do you have three well two two are mine and then my wife one's from a prior
0: and but I bet you she's fit is she
1: yeah she's in good shape
0: yeah because yeah. like, you both are like probably the same type of personalities to wear. yeah
1: she's in she's in she's in real good shape
0: how does she find time to work out
1: Uh I mean we have a couple things at the house that you can use like on the go like a trx band which is like a suspended band um Mm -hmm. you can do a lot of like core workouts and stuff but it really comes down to just you know it is you make time for what's important Mm -hmm. you know like i know that there's times where i'm sure um you know i'm sure she'd rather maybe stop at a happy hour and she'll come home hit the gym on the way home and then right like yeah she'll make time for it but um i don't know man she's pretty badass like like
2: like, I don't know like I
0: still try to figure out like how to put that in uh my day-to-day stuff like working out or at least doing something it really becomes a thing
1: I mean I think especially when you're uh, self-employed which we are it really becomes a thing where she has to and you know how it is in your schedule you have to schedule in your own time yeah and if you don't and you let business and all your clients and and everything else take over your schedule uh, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. And then, right, then the fulfillment's not there because you can't work out or do whatever it is that you like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think with her has been her having to be really strict on, especially when I'm not there, for her to take the kids to school and go straight to the gym. Yeah. And then her day starts after that, right? Yeah. Um, but then that's challenging. Then you have a you have a podcast to shoot at 10 in the morning, right? Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> that and then, or I'm that. at the
0: office at 9, so it's like, how do you? Yeah. And then by the time I pick up my son and then get dinner ready and then do that, I'm tired, yeah. you know?
1: And then on my side, then it's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm at the golf course. I'm like, must be nice, you know? And I get some of that. Yeah. You
0: would die. Yeah. I'd yeah. kill you, I'd be like, you would kill me for yeah. sure. I'd be like, yeah. Because
1: we're actually golfing this afternoon. Yeah. have a tea time at two o'clock
0: so you're like i'm ready to go no i yeah and then my i'm head. gonna have
1: i'm gonna have gotten my buzz on
0: so you're like it's perfect. Be perfect yeah what golf course are you gonna be playing at
1: at the country club opaso oh, country cool club. Yeah. I,
0: I like my husband's into all that stuff so i'm like okay uh-huh. have fun
1: well let him know if he ever wants to golf with us there's a, a group of us we always go
0: oh really uh-huh. how often do you go because i'm uh, okay with like once a month
1: <laughs> you sound like a few of the buddies <laughs> i golf but that's how their wives sound for sure
0: well, you know, I'm I
1: probably golf. Well, then I have my son in golf lessons, so that allows oh, me good. allows me a little bit more time, right? Yeah. But I grew up playing golf with my old man, yeah. so now it's like a thing. We even my brother's getting his daughters in the golf, uh, just to carry over that tra- that tradition because we played with my old man growing up.
0: I mean, it's a great sport. Um, I tell I tell anyone that gets involved. When I was younger, my dad even had me in golf lessons mm-hmm. and like yeah. tennis, tried to get me to do all that stuff. But I'm just not an active person. Like honestly, I'm really bad like I have my hand-eye coordination like and I'm just not active at all like even my friends that like they'll even attest to this when it came to working out because we would do like group workouts like Uh okay Victoria let's get you motivated and then I'd end up just talking to the trainer like hey so (laughs) I don't want to do these squats let's talk about your personal life and then I get and they're just like Victoria you always get out of like doing all the exercises Uh and that's just how I am
1: yeah well it's all right I mean you gotta have fun with it you know yeah
0: well, and that, but my problem was that I'd just get out of it and then they'd forget because they'd start talking about their stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's
1: what's cool about golf because we're out there for three and a half, four hours, so you're just shooting the shit for three hours. awesome.
0: Well, my, I don't have an issue with golf, but when it's the 18 holes, it's like all day.
1: It's, it's, we're, the golf round takes about four hours. Yeah. You know, hour, you get there an hour before. Mm-hmm. It d- does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But notice how I ditched your question, right? I yeah. kinda like, danced around. Yeah,
0: there. exactly. It's like, uh-huh, and then usually.
1: I, there's a guy at the gym who wants to start golfing with us. He's a, he's a pharmaceutical rep. And he came up to me actually, what, two days ago. He said, hey, man, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He says, I see you guys come in here, and you do a little bit of cardio, and you stretch, and then you guys dip. He goes, <laughs> you guys are fucking playing golf every day, aren't you? <laughs> I said, I think we play a little more than we should, yeah. Yeah. We definitely get on the golf course a lot, but, um, but yeah, we golf probably three days a week.
0: Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. well, you have, like I said, your wife, you have a nice wife. That's all I have to say. I have a what? <laughs> you have a nice wife. She's very nice. Very, <laughs> very nice. But you know
1: what? Sometimes I, I know when it's like, you know, she's having a stressful day. She's like, what are With you doing? Kids. I'm like, oh shit here. One of my guys are calling me. I'll call you back. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, let me, let me send some food to the house or something like, Yeah. Man, so I know.
0: Because mine after, like, he, because uh, he works at Rocky. So it's, like, after 5, I'm like, okay, it's 5.15. Where are you at? Let's go. Yeah. And then, you know, pass him over. Well, but kids. I'll say
1: this, too. Like, in all fairness, too. I mean, yes, I, I golf probably three days, at least three days a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in all fairness, I've been in service-based sales, 100%, 100% commission sales. Like, I haven't made a dollar I didn't sell since I was 20 years old.
0: And that's awesome. So I've been in the
1: trenches for a long, long time. Yeah. That's what I get with some of my younger sales guys, like, oh, must be nice, boss, you're golfing. Like, dude, you've
0: been I've been doing like, all- what yeah. you've been
1: doing for for a year and a half, dude? I've been I've done for 15 years, bro. I was the guy who woke up, and it was like when I first started training, they would have like, oh, we got we they would call them uh, uh, their first workout. So every new member got one free training session with a trainer. Yeah. And uh, at the training meetings, it was like he would have like 10 sheets. I got this lady she wants 5 a.m. everyone yeah And I me, mean, I'm like looking around I'm like I'll take it I'll take it and I'll take all the early stuff you know but it was it it was that mindset where it's like you had to put in your time mm-hmm. so that's I tell all my all my or even some of the Realtors I know I know some young Realtors and some guys I know are gonna be real successful and 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 sometimes like oh man I can't go today dude cuz I got this I'm like don't worry about it bro golf's gonna be here forever
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, we can golf whenever you, Take care of your business first and everything else will take care of itself uh and i did that for a lot of years yeah you know so even now it's like and i think and my wife knows that she knows how long i've been in i call it the trenches because it's just up at four and you get home at eight yeah you get to spend some a couple hours with the kids and it's time for bed and you start over and i've done that six days a week for a long long time mm-hmm. so now it's like it's not not yeah. like i like oh i deserve it but it's like hey you know ar- what? yeah yeah we have I say 18 employees here. Um, we got a lot, we own three businesses. We got a lot of things going. It's like, you know what? deserve to get out there a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: But sometimes it's like you <laughs> could tame it down a little bit sometimes cause we, yeah, sometimes we have, we're like, dude, we should not be having this much fun on the well, golf course.
0: Well, it's like once you uh, I mean, one time I had um my husband I was pregnant with our first uh, my son and i was like well i can't do anything for his birthday so i want him to have like a fun golf day so i called the horizon golf course Mm -hmm. and i ended up getting like a keg for them and they had the the what do you call the waiter
1: oh like a cart girl or something yeah
0: but she was with them the whole time i'm like oh caddy yeah i I was like just have well not a caddy but she was like the server all day yeah so i was like i just want you to be with them all day so if they want other alcohol. If they want food so I order food I did the keg I did like the shots and all that stuff Dang,
1: I'm gonna tell you when my birthday is okay? oh
0: oh gosh he was like that day I mean and I was pregnant so I was completely sober mm-hmm. um yeah it was a shit show I had to go <laughs> to the country club and apologize to about all his little they were like calling me like little kids like you need to talk to her because they were naked they were all oh, it was it was it was hilarious. But he was like, I had the best time. It was yeah. perfect.
1: When you get, we always say this, when you get a bunch of grown men away yeah. from their wives, <laughs> we literally all go back to the time when we were 17. Oh, like, that's all, all it is. All the same jokes are funny. Yeah, and we're like, like super immature. It's, uh, yeah.
0: He wasn't doing anything crazy. It was just like they were just on the golf course doing stupid shit. And I yeah. was like. God, and yeah. then the lady's calling me. They even got the car girl fired. Oh my God! Because she started drinking. She was wasted by the time I showed up, and I was like, <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm
0: like, okay, this is this is my husband.
1: <laughs> they, they should make what was one of the, those memes they used to have, where it was like six blocks, and it says, when I go golfing, my wife thinks, and it can, or <laughs> yes. my wife thinks, my mom yeah. thinks, my.
0: Oh, no, I think worst case, because then by the time it's like five, he's already passed out. I mean, that, yeah. that day, because they started at seven. Uh-huh. By the time he got home, it was like four.
1: Yeah. And That's, he was yeah.
0: asleep, dead.
1: Yeah, we've done, whenever there's whenever there's golf tournaments, Yeah, those are the biggest shit shows. <laughs> because at least when you're, like, if we golf, like me and my five friends golf, we, we're, say gambling, we, we play for skins. Mm-hmm. Skins are like a couple dollars a skin. So we're playing for money. It's not big money or nothing yeah. like that. But we play for a few bucks a hole, right? So you want to play good. So yeah. there's guys who are going to maybe have one beer and that's it. Or a drink and that's it. Yeah. And there's some guys who are like, ah, I don't give a shit. It's $2 a hole, whatever, yeah. I'm going to lose. But when you play in tournaments, it's usually it's a four-man scramble, which means all four guys hit and we only have to play one of our balls. And then we all hit again from that best shot. So huh. then there's no pressure. So yeah. then it's like, oh, if I hit a bad shot, who cares? Because one of these, one of my 388 friends is going to hit a good shot. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it will be good. You're
2: like, it's all So good.
1: tournaments are always men. If you go to a golf tournament, or if your husband ever goes to a golf tournament, make sure you pick him up at the end of the tournament because he probably shouldn't be driving. Oh,
0: him. no. No, that's. Well, <laughs> and then we had the. Uh, ERA does the MDA. Uh huh. So I was pregnant again with our second kid, and. Um, I was driving around the golf cart, you know, giving people beers because I was promoting our insurance business, yeah, yeah. but I also was like, okay, what am I going to do? And that was another one that was just like, oh my God.
1: You're like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> that's where you record. You're like, someone come get their Well, mans. that's why what it's so say, funny because oh, like, husband? they're
0: like, we don't really drink. Um, he doesn't really drink during the week, but it's because once we start, it doesn't stop from there. Yeah. How do you balance? Well, because you said that you guys are in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. How do you balance like family life and everything?
1: Uh... I mean you don't in a sense um, you just do the best that you can I think I pro- i struggle with it, I think more than the kids do they're more resilient to it mm-hmm. right um, because when I'm gone, life goes on, and they're just they're kids right they're sponges, yeah. so everything's new, and they're just growing and learning I know my my son misses me more than my daughter because he can he's, he's older right like he kind of realizes i'm gone a little bit, but um, I think it just really becomes um trying to be super present when i am back home mm-hmm. you know but what i try to do to balance it the best i can is if i'm here for two weeks i'm over there two weeks if i'm here for a week then so i make sure that i get i'm at least there half the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then and then of course facetime and so forth you know but um there's only so much you can bounce it when i'm gone i'm gone yeah you know like i have to work um and i make jokes here all the time at the office where i'm like all right well think you guys are ready so i'll see you guys next i'll see you guys in 12 months <laughs> so like you better not no no yeah. you better not because uh, i do have i do like any business owner bring a lot of value to my company yeah you know so i definitely have to be here but i'm also i don't get too tied up into it you yeah. know and i don't enjoy the golf with my friends too much you know it, it, well, most of the times like if i could have a perfect situation uh my whole my family would be here and yeah. i wouldn't have to travel yeah. you know but it's just kind of a fact of the matter you just make the best of it
0: how come you guys haven't moved to El Paso?
1: Well, I'm gonna blame it on my ex. I was like, I'm like, I'll blame <laughs> it on the ex. <laughs>
0: I'm like, and then I get into the personal questions. Yeah. my husband's always like, why do you just get, you start asking.
1: it's well, my ex-wife's fault for sure. No, but she's from, uh, she's from El Paso. hmm Um, so her family's from here, but uh, um, she's built a career in San Antonio. She doesn't want to move oh. back. So she went from living here to, uh, she moved to San Antonio and we'd gotten married and she's been in um, hospice. She's a hospice, she markets for hospice. So she's, well, they call it sales, but it's not sales, they market. Yeah. So she's been doing that forever. So she's built a career. People know her. She doesn't want to start over. Yeah. I don't blame her for it. So for me, I just, all right, well, I'm going to travel. Yeah. You know, but if she ever decided to move, I know that we would move over here in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, but I think I'm just going to be a traveling guy for a while. Yeah.
0: You're like, in case you want to. Yeah. Until it
1: gets to the point where, and and obviously (laughs) it's the goal. I mean, we went from me um, being the guy in the field with my sales guys to now we have again we've grown substantially in the past two years um, to where I'm I'm learning to let go of a few things and delegate. It's hard. And letting people do some things right. You know like we have someone that completely runs the office someone that completely runs the sales side someone that handles all the builders all the realtors all the insurance agents um i have someone who's designed for that i got someone who does all so we're getting to the point where the office is not going to like it or maybe they will right the boss is gone but i'm there's going to be a time where i'm not i'll maybe be here one week out of the month yeah um you know because right now the kids are kind of young but you know, when they start getting in their teenage years, they, they, you know, you yeah, gotta stay on them.
0: Well, and you know, after eighteen, then they go to college mm-hmm. and they're doing their thing, So you only have them yeah that young for so long. Yeah,
1: so it, but it's been nice. I mean, like when I'm when I'm back home, I get to I take them to school, get them up every morning, take them to school, and then I go golf in the <laughs> afternoon, and I go pick them up, right? Pick them up, get them home. We eat snacks, get them ready for my daughter's in gymnastics two days a week. My son's in golf lessons. So we're running around doing all that. And it really is when I'm uh, I just try to pick up the slack when I come back home.
0: But I think like what you said, too, you hunt what you kill. Mm-hmm. You had been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't. I, I see it so much, especially because we're in sales. We know with the younger generation, they want to be millionaires. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, OK, I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, and then they don't want to put in the work. And I think that a lot of times people don't understand. It takes years to get to that point. hmm and I think that, you know, it. It I, I love commission because it just, you're able to build your own book and pay yourself whatever you want, but at the same time, people just don't get it.
2: Yeah. Or
1: they have a couple strong months and then they just drop just plateau. off. And then, yeah. so Well,
0: and it's nice because when you're in sales, if you want to go on vacation, you go, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. you're just like, I've been doing my work and doing what I need to do. But I think that a lot of... We have a lot of the people that graduate for, from college, and they think, "Oh, it's going to be completely different," and it's not. Or they oh, yeah. expect to—they're sales guys, but they expect the same kind of free time that you have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've and I've had I've had to have that talk, right? Like
0: that's like uh, we're not. Mm, I'll
1: give you like no. a a guilty pleasure of mine. I say guilty pleasure because, you know, like my my old man will tell me it's the most irresponsible thing I've, that I could do, but I have uh, I have. I have season tickets for the Spurs and I'm on the floor. Uh-huh. I spent a lot of money for those tickets. And my old man's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, dad, you don't understand. You, you work 40 years at yeah. White Town's Missile Range and you have your retirement. And you had a steady yeah. income. I'm. It's different, dad. I own sales companies. Like, my income can go, can, yeah. like, he don't. he doesn't get it. And, but from the same side, the sales guys don't get it sometimes too. Or some of my team where it's like, you know, I've, I've literally had to r- come in here sometimes. And it's like everyone, right? It's like you post some stuff on social media or I'm at the game with my son and we're on yeah. the floor. And you get some of that where, you know, younger guys, they want to have that overnight. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it, it. I, I, I wanted to be on the floor when I was your age, too. Yeah. But I, it wasn't in the cards yet, dude. Like, I didn't, you know, it's kind of one of those like uh, seniority almost. Like, you got to earn your keep. You got to put your time in. You got to pay your dues. Um, so I've just been one of those kids, like my whole life. I've just worked harder than everybody.
0: Well, especially in your twenties, that's the time where you can do that mm-hmm. stuff. You don't, you're not married. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do have kids, but, um, you're able to put in that time cause you have the energy and yeah, then for sure. you want to put in that time at that age.
1: You know? So now it's like some of the lavish things or some guilty pleasures like that or golfing three days a week or sitting down on, on the floor at the Spurs games where people can look and they're like. Oh man, that's that must be nice. I was like, no, no, no. No, I've heard that. Yeah, you don't know how many days I worked. Wake, woke up at four o'clock in the morning and didn't get home till nine o'clock, or, mm-hmm. or even in sales days where I get home and the kids are asleep and I've been gone all day. Yeah. You know, it's like so. Definitely put the time in. I think that's the biggest misconception when I get uh, salespeople or some of the high turnover um, that we had it originally was being a little bit more selective on who we. Bring in because yeah. people do think you can just you're just going to be successful overnight, you know, and it doesn't it takes a long time, a lot of years.
0: Well, and I think a like a lot of consistency with sales, you're always going to have a high turnover with mm-hmm. a lot of your salespeople because I feel like a lot of times you have that one extreme, the guy that comes in and thinks that he's going to take over everything, mm-hmm. and you have to bring them back down to reality and just be like, that's not how it's going to be, or you, so they're unrealistic, or you have the people that compare what the Mm -hmm. boss is doing or what they're doing and like for me for example we have a great team Um, my dad handles all the admin the boring accounting stuff that I would be horrible at my mom handles the employees and the staff and everything Mm -hmm. and then we hire people outside of El Paso and like Houston in those areas Uh so she manages that and both of those are a lot and then I do the marketing and everything but you know you see I I know a lot of them that they're probably like oh well Victoria gets to leave at 2 o'clock to be with her kids but I've worked a long time to earn that yeah, time, you uh-huh, know and I sure. think it's just for people to realize that if you're gonna start in sales do it in your 20s and just work your ass off so that way later on you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want you know yeah and that's why I like sales because it's like okay I, you can do whatever you want and even now I tell a lot of our salespeople I don't even talk about insurance to a hundred percent of the people we do business with that send us a lot of business because they're like you're good but will yeah. take care of you you're fine mm-hmm. like girl where's the next happy hour and then we'll <laughs> do that you know yeah. but I'm not like a pushy insurance person but you ha- it takes that time to build that relationship yeah. and you can't look at a cell just as like in and out you have to build that
1: yeah it's tough you build your rapport I think at the end of the day you gotta care
2: mm-hmm.
1: you just gotta you gotta have the level of that and the people that don't do well or that haven't done well here are the guys that come in they just think they're gonna make a quick buck yeah you can just tell they don't care and they're just kind of in it for themselves, and that just never works out. Yeah. Right. It's like Zig Ziglar. You remember his his quote that he talks about? Which one's his? If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want.
0: No, oh, that's true.
1: Right. But you got to be willing to help other people get that first. And if you can't, if you can't do that first, if that giving's not in your heart first, to help people get what they want, it's going to be your slippery slope.
0: Now, what advice? Because you said you're a partner with your friend from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have anyone that's looking? to open a business and get in a partnership? Because it's not easy.
1: Uh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: You're like, no, don't do it.
1: Mm. I say this, um, and, and Jeff knows, I mean, I have a, have a, a special relationship in the sense that you know, we've known each other our whole lives. Like our whole lives. He's, he was there for me when I went through, uh, when I went through my, my divorce uh, he's been there through with me through a lot of tough times and we've kind of looked out for each other where when he got out of the when he got out of the the military so he was a uh, infantry in the marine corps. Oh wow. So when he got out of the military and he was looking for what he was going to do, I think there was a sense of he wasn't sure, right? Like when veterans get out and
2: Yeah, cuz they've been get out, yeah. used to doing
1: So he wasn't sure what he was going to do and, and and I was there for him when he got out and kind of encouraging him to come over to the sales world and I taught him everything I knew. I've always been a just a natural salesman him everything I knew and and we started selling but we've we've had this just and anyone that you ask it's anyone that you ask about about mine and Jeff's relationship is just it's it's just really weird like yeah. him and I just get along really really well I don't think you find that with very many people um, I don't think I think a lot of people might think they have a friend like that but they don't yeah uh, so I don't know I, I especially you get in business partnerships are very 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 difficult i think you have to really trust who you're getting in the business with and i think the the biggest thing is is making sure whoever you decide to get in the business with that there's that that person can exercise some humility and you know you have to just you gotta just take care of each other i don't know but partnerships are rough i would if outside of him um getting into partnerships is is sticky and if you do decide to do it i think everything needs to be laid out. Uh like you know what i have 30 concerns you come to table with 30 concerns you get a lawyer i'm gonna have a lawyer and your lawyer has questions my lawyer and iron everything out and if anything gets sticky and anyone gets pissed off during that meeting then you shouldn't be in a partnership yeah um so i think that needs to be in terms of partnerships Needs to be completely transparent because i think partnerships are are hard so marriage what, is hard right partnerships yeah. are harder
0: well like i For see sure. my parents working together i don't know how they do that
1: i i don't know <laughs> uh,
2: i've always I mean, like no we
1: run into that right like the the marketing company um that we own out of san antonio my wife and i it's like You know here i can kind of direct and i you know in terms of the sales and direct what's going on here and there i kind of have to just i can handle a lot of the finances and really help leverage certain things in certain areas but i got to just kind of let it go yeah or else that kind of drips over into it's hard to separate be like oh we separate uh that's really hard yeah that's really really hard
0: so what does jeff do what what do you guys have defined roles on what you guys yeah so
1: um so I handle, I'm in charge of everything production-wise mm-hmm. in terms of anything that produces revenue falls on me. Okay. So um, with all of our manufacturers, I've sat in all the manufacturer meetings. I've vetted all of our manufacturers, um, the realtors, the programs, anything that generates revenue has come from me just because it's just that's my strength. Um, and then what we've done is we've split the business in half to where it's, you have a sales side and then you have the service side and Jeff completely handles the service side.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So he handles
1: all the service guys, the dispatch, the training, getting them their licenses. Um, he handles everything service. Um, inventory, when we order, how we order, all that. And then me on my side, it's just um, everything sales. Yeah. And it actually worked out really, really good. Um, and it's a, define, it's a role that we've defined for each other, and it works perfect.
0: So that way he's not in your stuff, you're not in his stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yep. we're all just working together to get the yep. same. And then
1: we have Bernice. Bernice runs the office, so she uh, um, really, I guess you would say, not she's she's a, um, a chief operating officer, and she handles all operations from the grand scheme of things. Okay. So then she'll be the one where it's almost like, I mean, realistically, we sit here and say, and say, oh, 18 people work for El Paso Water Softeners. It's more the three of us have taken it, our perspective and how we view it is that we work for 18 other people. Mm-hmm. So we have our meetings on what we need to do and what is going wrong or what's going right or how we can tweak things. Uh, so the three of us t- together have collectively been able to just efficiently run the office.
0: And are you guys hiring? Um, sales, sales staff or anything?
1: It's hard to say that you don't that you're not hiring sales. We always hire sales, but mm-hmm. um, salespeople. But what we have done in the past years, I've turned down a lot of a lot of salespeople. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we are getting involved with is uh, um, a guy that I know that I've been trying to get into contact with for a long time because of his um, his contribution with the school districts. His CFO is a guy that my older brother and Jaime, the insurance guy, dumped a bucket of water on my face. Um, A guy that they all grew up with, he's the CFO of this company, and they dab in the government contracts. Okay. So right now, they're working with us, and we're getting our past performances and everything in line. And this next year, we're going to start bidding for some really big government contracts. Oh, that's great. On servicing water and, and air filters and just stuff like that on that side. So, so for builders,
0: aren't are builders too, are you, are you like teamed up with some of the builders here? Yeah,
1: we work with some builders. Um, we've presented the idea to a lot of builders. Um, right now, we were getting a lot, of, a lot of people now are really interested because of what's gone on with, with COVID, COVID and this pandemic yeah. and so forth. Um, but I think what we've done is we've just set ourselves up to have the best technology we could bring to El Paso. Um, for me, it was kind of that thing when I saw that no one here was cleaning the water. Is how we can make a difference in the community, right? Yeah. So I think with the builders, what we've done is we have we have three builders that we work with here in, here in town. But what we're trying to do is let these builders know that this is an option for them. Yeah. And most of them know because code's gonna change on the air quality inside buildings, especially with COVID. Yeah. Right? Because it's like that kind of thing. Are we really gonna have a a vaccine? Is there something really gonna we're going to have to learn how to live with this, just like we've learned to live with the common flu or, or cold, right? Yeah. Um, and cleaning the air and controlling ventilation inside spaces is, is really going to gonna come to the forefront, and code's going to change for a lot of builders. So what we've done is we've established ourselves with a reputable brand, um, and when builders and realtors and some of the market that hasn't touched on that decides to, yeah. Um, like I said, we're here to help the community, and... We understand that it like i'm not going to change the world by myself yeah i'm not going to change el paso by myself but if me uh, an insurance agent a lender a couple builders a few realtors and if a few of us can create our own el paso avengers or something right yeah and create this strong team and we can make a difference each family individually it just it it furthers our scope yeah so that's kind of the idea so we've been in conversations with a lot of big real estate um, companies and so forth and Um, we're just going to keep pushing it along and doing what we can try to touch as many people as we can. For sure. Difference in your staff.
2: For
0: sure. What's, what's something that a lot of people don't know about you?
1: Uh, I'm scared of the dark. Are you really? A little bit, yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing that came to mind. No, I don't.
0: So do you have to have like night lights? No, no, you
1: know, like RBF, right? Like. You're resting, you're, yeah. You're, you're like, you, you look mad all the time, or something like me. Like, I have a natural frown, like, I just kind of a natural, frown. yeah. I have a little bit of natural frown. I'm kind of a little bit more intimidating, I'm kind of like definitely like an alpha male, I guess. But I don't know, like, I'm a very, very giving person, like, mm-hmm. very giving. Like, sometimes it's like the things I do for some of my employees, like, dude, that's too much, yeah, you know. So, um, so I don't know, definitely rough on rough on the on the outside in terms of how I operate and and here it's like we very much so we call it call it holding the line Mm -hmm. Um, there's not very much give but but because I come from service-based sales like there's not very much room for error so we definitely operate very tight I'm very hard on everybody here um, but we take care of our employees and I'm very very giving like I'm very giving with our employees our guys work on Saturday mornings service side and the sales side we feed everybody breakfast before they hit the field. Like, we take them out to eat. I mean, we yeah. do a lot, of, a lot of things for our employees. Yeah, a which lot. a lot of people don't. So I come off as, like, that kind of, like, rough rough guy, but I'm, like, very much so, like, give you the shirt off my back. But that's how I was raised. That's how my mom is.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And yeah. where do people go to get your guys' services if they're interested in getting pricing and all that good stuff?
1: Um, really anywhere. I mean, you know, Facebook, Facebook. Um, Instagram, our website, El Paso Water com. Um, you can walk into the office. Um, you could probably ask your neighbor. Your neighbor probably has our product.
0: Really? Okay. That's perfect. I mean,
1: we have, what do we have? I want to say we have close to 1,500 active accounts. Oh, wow. We change uh under the sink filters air filters all that but it's all people who bought in our product so within the neighborhood if you walk your block there's someone on your block who probably has our product i would be willing to bet hmm,
2: I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. and that's
1: always bigger than anything right like don't come to us and ask us go well, ask your neighbor ask mm-hmm. them how, that, how we took care of them. well
0: because then they can tell you too this yeah. stuff obviously they wouldn't keep on having it if they didn't like the product yeah either. for sure. sure this is shitty don't buy it so and we
1: are i mean i mean my guys on on the service side are very good we have uh um like i said we do we do have service plans we do service we're very service oriented we service all of our product and we have guys on call like if you call at nine o'clock at night and you have and we've literally we've had to have people like can you send a picture we would have people like, oh, we have the, the kitchens flooded. And then my guy shows up at 945. <laughs> and it's like two off. drops. Like, you just put a bowl, bro. Like, it's okay. Like, we're here. But they just put a bowl. They've been here in the morning, bro. Like, I got to gotta pay my guy to be here late, dude. <laughs> so we got to, you know, we got to kind of. But we have our, our, but besides the fact of the matter is that if you have an issue and it's nine o'clock at night, I have a guy who will get up out of bed and then will show up to your house. And it's not like, no, 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 just go turn a valve. And then we've, well, can't we just, no, we can't. Go send them. Yeah. And then you turn the valve off. Or, mm-hmm. or, right? So we just offer a level of service that you're not going to find very many places.
2: That's awesome. Just well, how,
1: that's just how, we're, how I was raised.
0: Well, I appreciate you for being on the show and taking the for time sure. out. For sure. Thank you. Cheers. This has been awesome. Thanks for being on the show.